Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Broadcasting from Atlanta, Georgia, home of the world's greatest artist, TLC, Gladys Knight, India Ari, Indigo Girls, and Hartsfield Atlanta Jackson Airport, the Falcons, and Clark Atlanta University. This is The Bright Side with Technicia, a daily show with real people with real experiences. And now, here's your host, Technicia. Grateful, I am millionaire minded. Thank you for staying tuned with me on the bright side with Technician today. It's November the 18th, 2015. And sorry for my tardiness. I had a little power outage and everything shut down, computer, internet. So had no control over that, but I'm glad to be back on the air because that's one thing not to stop this show because resistance only makes me stronger. All about having faith and believing. Even that little bit, you have to still stay prayed up, right? It, it, you think that the little stuff don't matter, but it does. That's, that's the thing about it. And here with me again, you probably remember her from my last show of last year, Dr. Ed Bench, and she is so amazing. We're, we're back on here again. We're, we're going to be hitting things that we did, didn't probably hit the last time with her book, You're Not Crazy, You're Awakening. This book is so blazing amazing because it takes you on a path that you might not find in other guides. And it will allow you to embrace your multidimensional self, get comfortable with unexpected experiences that are going to help you to raise your frequency and give you a hearty welcome to benevolent beings waiting in the wings to help that transition that you're trying to wonder about that you don't have the answers to. So stay on this path with me. Come into the light with us. And call in at 347-426-3751 with your motivating and positive questions because we are here to guide you through this light, to opening your horizons and put you on a path of consciousness. So do welcome my friend again. Dr. Evans, thank you for being so patient with me. I had a little power out, so I'm glad that you still hung on. I held on. Hello, Kanisha. It is such a pleasure Hi. to be here again with you. So, yeah, yes. you know, things happen. Things happen, and we just have to stay balanced. We don't react. We stay in our hearts, and then we respond accordingly, right? And that's the right. thing. Isn't that just the key to everything? Right. Yeah. That's, that's <laughs> so true. I even did a little, mm-hmm. a little exercise at the end of my show yesterday, and I was telling people, you know, close your eyes. I was spiritually to um through the radio show. Close your eyes. Count. Now stop. Now say your name. And when you say your name, because I have I have a trainer, a fitness trainer, mm-hmm. and a good friend of mine as well. She went through this exercise with me, and she said, "What happened when you said your name?" I said, "It stopped." 
and and all they were doing is showing you the negative thoughts that come in our mind. When they come about, say something positive. I can do it. I know I can get this done. Even when you work out, if it feels like it's something that you can't get done, I can do this. I'm going to push through this. I can do 30 more. Say that. It's going to block out the negativity because we all sit consciously, without, unconsciously, without even thinking about it. The negative thoughts start coming in. You can't do this. Your bill's not going to get paid. Uh-oh, they're going to repossess your car. All them little negative thoughts. But then you have to overcome it. I can't do this. That bill's going to get paid. I got this. You know, it just, and and that's why I'm glad to have you back on because I know things that we probably didn't cover from last year that we can. And even if we did, it's always good to recap. It's just like math. You recap it over that multiplication. You recap it over that division. So I'm glad to have you back on. Um, Thank you. You know what? And you're saying so much that's so profound. You know, and the key to all of this is we have all those negative thoughts right, that just creep up subconsciously. Why? Because most people are on autopilot. And most people, you know, autopilot, your subconscious has been running the show. And so you're going to do what you've always done. You're going to have those thoughts that they're not getting you anywhere. And so this whole idea of awakening is that we have to do it consciously. So like Technicia is saying, when you have a negative thought, you have to be aware Oh, I just had a negative thought. And by the way, negative thoughts lead to negative emotions, lead to negative outcomes. Positive thought leads to a positive emotion, leads to a positive outcome. So if I'm having a negative thought because my subconscious is running the show and it just always tells me I'm a failure, always tells me I don't have enough, always tells me all the stuff that went in, by the way, from childhood, I have to consciously stop it, this is how we stop it, and say cancel thought, cancel thought, cancel this. And now rephrase it in a positive way. And the more you do that, the more you'll get off autopilot, the more you're consciously will be creating the life that you deserve. That's how you do it, by becoming aware. Right. Exactly. And it just brings back to the law of attraction. You know, most people understand that law of attraction to probably a certain extent, but they're um, they're not up on all the scrutiny. The screwing needs involved everything. Absolutely. You know, and the law of attraction is one of 52 laws. And so we really have to understand that there's so much behind the universe and there's so much to this that we have to embrace all of it. You know, um, I, and in fact, I'm doing a webinar on the 28th of this month. Um, and I'm talking about the 52 universal laws because you have to know the law of resonance, the law of reciprocity, right? reciprocation, I mean, there's so, so many laws, the law of love, the law of one, um, the law of vibration, Um, all of these laws, the law of gratitude, all of these laws work with the law of attraction. So there's so much to us that we really have to, again, get off autopilot and begin to become aware of, that we are creating every experience that we're having. So if you like it, fine, continue having those same thoughts. But if your life isn't going in the way that you would like it to go, then you first have to accept responsibility that you created it, and then what are you wanting to do about it, right? What do you want to do about it? Does it hurt enough that you're ready to say enough? Because that's actually another universal law, that law that pushes you up against the wall and says, okay, I have got to make a choice. I choose to continue down this path or I choose a path of awareness, awakened, and 
moving towards more light. It's a choice. Right, it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the law of attraction is so it's it's very powerful, and it brings me to another thought that she also taught me. You know, um, as she just said it weeks ago, when she was asking me about how much money do you want, I said, "Well, I want maybe a um, a thousand to two thousand dollars." She said, "No, I need you to be specific." I said, "Well, I want two thousand dollars a month because the law of attraction is very funny. You have to be, you can't have, you can't be all around." the place. You have to be specific. Hey, I want to lose 40 pounds. Oh, I just want to lose some weight. See, you see the difference? There's a big difference there. Uh, just, I mm-hmm. want to lose some weight. Okay. I don't understand what you're saying. You're just telling me I want to lose some weight. So, okay. It's just like you're writing an incomplete sentence. Yeah, one pound is some weight, right? Now. A right. half a pound is one weight. Is some weight. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the universe right. doesn't know what that means, right? It's like, right. and so... We have to be, so here's the thing, and there's a fine balance between the two. So, yes, okay, universe, I now desire to make $40,000 a month, okay? That's my, my desire now. Now, how it comes to me, universe, I leave it to you because I have to be open to receive it how you best can see to manifest it for me. So what I do then is sit and I Think about, wow, what would I do with that $40,000 a month? Okay, I'd hire someone else on my staff. You know, I'd do a little bit more marketing. I'd have a little vacation more often. Whatever it looks like. And I dream that dream. And I feel how good it feels to be in that dream. And now the universe, I'm, I'm what? I'm having a positive thought, which is leading to a positive emotion, which then has to do what? Lead to a positive outcome. So that's my work to do in this part of this manifesting. As long as I can think of it and it raises my vibration and I feel good about it, then the universe is going to work. And it's going to bring me through that law of attraction that which I am a match to, Right? But on the other side of that, if I say I want a nice brand new um, car, and but then in the next breath, but it's so expensive, but the insurance is going to be ridiculous, then what's going to happen? You canceled it out. So as long as you can continue to have a positive thought about it and you dream it and you feel it with all of your being and ah, it feels good, then it's going to come to you. Right, and they said, because these are some of the mistakes, and what the doctor is explaining are some of the mistakes that we make when we're using the law of attraction, and and it's almost, I read an article, whenever you form an intention, that intention has two primary components. The first component is content of the intention, and the content is the information part of your desire. It's whatever you decide you want, such as a new career, a better relationship, or an extra 10,000 component of that intention. It's the energy you bring to the intention. Some people describe this as a feeling like passion or gratitude, but the feeling is actually a result of the energy, not the energy itself. However, you know there is energy in your intention when you connect strong feelings to it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And that's the key, as long as you have a positive feeling towards it. And the key to this is as soon as, as soon as you begin, because that little autopilot is going to come in, and that autopilot is going to say, who do you think you are, and blah, 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 you're not worthy. So as soon as it starts to go negative, 
stop. Go do something else. Go right. Go have another experience and get your mind off of it because you only want to think about it when you can think about it in a positive, uplifting way. And so if you're going negative, go do something else that is going to make you happy, that's going to bring you fun, that's going to take your mind off of it. And then you come back to it again when you're feeling better and you can have better thoughts about it. Right. Well, Dr. Let me yeah. ask, is in your, in your book, Your Not mm-hmm. Crazy, Your Awakening, Chapter 4, Protecting Yourself, is that reference to that? You know, protecting yourself, there's so much about protecting yourself. We have to protect ourselves mentally, right? Again, right. when you find yourself having negative thoughts, stop. Stop, rewind, cancel, clear, and have a new thought. Because why? Those negative thoughts are going to lead to those emotions that are going to lead to the outcome. So we have to protect ourselves. And we also have to protect ourselves. We're out in this world, and we're in this world where there's all sorts of things going on and all sorts of people coming at us. And some are wonderful people, and you can feel their energy, their vibration, and they feel good, and you like to be around them. And then there are some who don't feel so good, right? And you can tell they're negative. They always have the same negative, awful story. Avoid them because they're going to put that negativity upon you, and we have to protect ourselves from that, right? Because if we are 99% energy and 1% matter. So then we have to be very mindful of the energy that we allow to come in around us, that the energy that's going to impact us. So yes, so protecting means to, you know, protect your field, your aura. Make sure you clear your aura. Make sure that you stay balanced within your chakra. There's all sorts of things energetically that you need to do because again, you are 99% energy and only 1% matter. And Because we see this physical form, we think that this matter is more than 1%. And so we don't pay attention to the energetic part of ourselves enough. Right. I think that makes sense. Yeah. It does. It makes perfect sense. And I hope my listeners, I hope you were listening to it too. It's right on point, Doctor. Um, Now, also, you. you know, I was. I was reading mostly in your book. What is the so you like it, right? <laughs> I, I, I love I love the part in your book. Are you wearing shoes? Um, explain this part to me because I read it, but I would love for you to explain that because it, it, it draw me in just even the title part. Say that again. Um, the part in your book where you mentioned it was the sub chapter or the subtitle. Um, are you wearing shoes? Wow. Okay. I have to uh, see if I can even remember. Let me go and see what I was. Chapter three, are you wearing shoes? Because I know, you know, energy comes into me so strongly. It's like um, take off the shoes and feel Mother Earth. But let me just look and see where that is. And I will tell you what I meant. Because, you know, I wrote this over a year ago. So it's like, ah, okay. And, oh, yes, 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 affirm the best, the inner voice, change your thought process, Um, be the guardian of everything that enters your mind. You know, and I'm not even seeing where that is. You said Chapter 3? It is in Chapter, it's on Tell me what page. Page 76. 
Oh, okay, page 76. There we go. Thank you, because I want to make sure that I get it absolutely right. Yeah. Mm. Oh, yeah, 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 absolutely. So in this chapter, we're talking about life regressions and stuff. And as I was moving through time and space, trying to recognize who I was, I looked down to see my feet. Am I wearing shoes? And what, so, you know, in this book, I teach you, well, let me actually rewind. So in this book, I take you through my journey of awakening that truly started for me when I was 12 years old. And when I was first visited by a benevolent being, this being would come and take me and we'd go flying into the stars. We'd land on a bridge and then we would dive into the depths of the ocean. And this being visited me for six years. And so that's how this whole process of awakening started for me. And then in 2004, in a car accident, I went into the light and a voice said, you are here to bring them into the light. And shortly thereafter, I started getting all of these visitations, all of these experiences started to happen. And so in the book, I journal these experiences, and I journal what I learned from them, what they taught me. And so in this particular area, are you wearing shoes? I'm talking about past life regressions. And so whether you believe it or not, we've had a multitude of lifetimes, right? And you can tap into a previous life that can possibly be impacting you in this lifetime. And so I teach you how to have your own regression, how to go to a past life. And in that past life, what the things to look for. And so the first thing I say is to go down, to look at your feet. What do your feet look like? Do you have on sandals? Are those sandals Roman? I remember seeing myself back in that time. Um, or perhaps you're, you have on riding boots. And so I'm just saying focus on looking down at your feet and then the picture will build and you'll see more of the scene and then before you know it you'll fully be able to see what that past life was all about and so that's really what I am talking about because when you do regressions you're able to truly address issues that you may have and so I teach you lots of different ways to heal because the reality of it is the trauma, the drama that we're experiencing now not only comes from childhood and what we learned from the age of three and seven when we were programmed, but it also comes from past lifetimes, right? So in a past lifetime, you may have been a nun. Think about this for a moment. You may have been a nun who took a vow of poverty. So you are your energy, And that vow was not canceled in that previous lifetime. So what will you be experiencing in this lifetime and you can't figure out why? Well, that's why, because you made a vow. And so, you know, it's about understanding the process then that even when you come to me and we do clearings, we have to do clearings not only for this lifetime but for any lifetime where you made those vows, where you made those contracts, where you were tormented or persecuted. Perhaps you're finding yourself fearful of stepping forward. Well, why? If it's not from this lifetime, then it's from another lifetime. And so we have to address all of those things. And so that's what I share in the book, how to address those things. Um, And that's what I'm talking about on that particular page. Well, we're definitely going to come back. So please stay tuned because we're not done with this session. We're going to come back and talk a little bit more about regression, also about her wonderful book because it's still – in reference to the day, no matter if it was produced a year or a year 
or two years later. This is some helpful information if you did not listen Absolutely. to it last year. Yeah. Sure is. Yeah. But please do not touch that dial. We are definitely going to come right back after this short commercial break. I wasn't prepared to be a caregiver to mom, but a little over a year ago, we realized she couldn't take care of herself without our help. And, well, how could I not be there for her? I had no idea how hard it would be and just what I would need to know. Things I never thought of, like how to improve her mood and, even for me, ways to stay positive. Luckily, I found the Caregiving Resource Center from AARP. It had articles about the basics that got me started, but also information about the hurdles I was facing in this new role. I could even connect with experts and hear from others who had been in my place. I know this road we're on isn't an easy one, but I'm really happy to have the extra help for her and for me. Caregiving Resource Center at aarp.org slash caregiving. Articles, tips, and tools to help you both care for your loved one and care for yourself. This message is brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. Thought it was over? Not yet. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. You're listening to Blog Talk Talk Radio, baby. Okay, so five tacos, a cheese, and a large soda. That's $10,012. Please drive around. 10,000 what? It's obvious you're buzzed and driving. I've only had a few. I'm fine. Yeah, the food's 12 bucks, but getting pulled over for buzz driving could cost you around $10,000 in fines, legal fees, and increased insurance rates. Please drive around. Actually, just park and come in. Nothing kills a buzz like getting pulled over for buzz driving. Because buzz driving is drunk driving. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. All right, we're back with Dr. Edge, And we've been talking about her book, You're Not Crazy, You're Awakening. And it's still out there where you can get it from any of your um, known bookstores. And this is to just take you on a certain path to get you in tune with your law of attractions, to put those positive affirmations in your life, get those negative thoughts out of your mind. Doctor, I would like to ask, how long have you really been practicing like past life regression? What first got you interested in this fascinating subject? You know, I have been um, studying, well, you know, I have a doctorate in metaphysics. Um, And I have been on this path of awakening, again, since I was a little kid. So all of that has always interested me. I'll never forget, I was probably, and honestly, I was probably about... 13 years old, when I watched my oldest brother do a, he hypnotized my mother, and literally these past lifetimes, she started talking about her lifetime in Egypt, and she was talking about different lives, and I'm like, oh my gosh, and she talked about when she was a little girl and growing up in Jamaica and her first teacher, she didn't remember these things as an adult, you know, in this realm, and so it was very interesting to see how through hypnotism, he was taking her back and recounting these previous lifetimes and, and things that happened in lifetimes like in Scotland and, and different things. And so it was just very interesting and something that always intrigued me. So there wasn't ever a time when I wasn't tapped into knowing that there's something more behind us. And so that really is the truth of that. There hasn't been a time when I wasn't interested in it. But as I was going through this process as an adult and these beings were coming in and visiting me, literally, um, I would find myself in a different realm. 
and I would be looking, and I knew that it was me doing something in another lifetime. And so it was just very interesting to see how, as I was moving through this process of, you know, about to receive my light body and, and this ascension process, that my guides were showing me all sorts of different things about myself in this lifetime, in past lifetimes. And so it was just a part of the process. It is a part of the process of who we are. So um, that's why I share it in the book. Right, and when you when you talk about past life regression, this is almost, this is just a technique that uses hypnosis. Um, tell us a little bit more about your process, like um, how you go about using this with your clients, and what actually separates your process from maybe other practitioners. Well, you know, in my sessions, and I don't even have to do that. That's for for you. In my session, it's very interesting what happens. Quite honestly, you know, um, I don't know if any, well, okay. In my sessions, I just tap into your energy, and I work with six-dimensional six beings. And so when source energy comes in, and as I tap into your energy, moving from chakra to chakra, for example, if I'm at your heart chakra, my whole body will begin to shake where you have resistance where there's stuff. So I will sit there and I know my heart begins to shake and my whole body starts to shake and so I know that there's issues and things that need to come up to be released. And so then they start to show me a picture. So I will actually see what it is and sometimes I just feel it and I feel it intensely. Like all of a sudden if I'm getting these really sharp pains or what have you, I'm like, wow, there's lots of hurt. And so we will begin to clear and it just starts to come off automatically. We clear and clear and clear. I'll take you back to childhood um, because a lot of it is childhood. So we're able to go back to childhood to see what experience you had. For example, I'll know if you had a healthy relationship with your mother or a healthy relationship with your father. And if not, we'll go back to that moment and you may be two years old, three years old, five years old, will go back to that moment where you first felt unworthy by a parent and will address that and will clear it. And I will feel your heart expand. I will feel your heart open. Um, say, for an example, I met your third eye and I'm clearing, and all of a sudden I'm getting lots of resistance, lots of energy because my whole body is shaking. Then there's something going on there to prevent you from wanting to step forward and see right? And so they'll paint a picture. It could be in a previous lifetime where maybe you were a gifted healer and quite honestly you were burned at the stake for being this gifted healer and they called you a witch and so now you've shut down and you don't want to awaken because you know you feel like you're going to be persecuted in this lifetime. So then we get to that life and we clear that so that you no longer have that fear within your subconscious. So it's all sorts of things like that that can happen. Um, I might go into your solar plexus where you have, you know, the contracts and the covenants and so forth. And if you are having money issues, the odds are we need to address a previous lifetime, right, your relationship with money. So all sorts of different things like that happen by me just connecting and moving through your body and, and all of these things just come up organically for me. So 
um, that's why having a session with me is really a cool thing because it comes up organically and it's it's just so interesting. And everyone is different. Everyone has their own stuff. And so, um, you know, we're able to clear a relationship, your relationship with money, your relationship with past lives, with your higher self, your relationship with family. All of these different things come up in a session for us to address and clear. And so layer by layer, we peel these things away and clear. And it leaves you feeling lighter. You'll, you know, people will actually have healings, whether it be a physical healing. People will have, if they've had attachments, you know, attachments removed from them. And they'll feel much lighter. They'll be able to focus more. They'll be able to now in meditation feel like they've connected to God more. So all sorts of outcomes and things happen. Right, they do. Uh, do you? What are some of probably the benefits of people actually undergoing their past life regret, regression? Well, again, it's about, you know, and and that's just such a small part of all of this. I mean, there's so many more things that you can do. Um, but past life regression, again, it's really about you addressing a previous lifetime that's impacting you in a negative way in this lifetime. So if you have stuff that you can't address and you can't figure out where it came from and you don't think that it came from childhood, then the odds are it came from a past life. And so then it only makes sense that you be shown that past life so that you can heal and move forward. Everything is always about you healing. Everything is always about you expanding, and everything is always about you coming back into harmony. Every universal law is designed to bring you back into harmony. This whole life experience is designed to bring you back into harmony. So we, you know, we fell, now what? Now let's do the work to raise our vibration. Let's do the work to let go of all those past life issues that no longer serve us, all of that lack, fear, guilt, shame, pain, all of the suffering that we've taken on lifetime after lifetime. We've taken it on because it caused us to expand. It caused us to grow chaos into harmony. Why? To bring us back into harmony. And past life regression is just one tool that you can use that's going to help to clear the past life so that you come back into harmony. Right. Um, now, when we get into the soul, there is the idea that past lives burden the soul with accumulation of feelings from those past lives. Therefore, does undergoing past life regression free that soul? Absolutely. So the whole thing, again, is about coming back into harmony. So say for an example, yes. like the example I used before, you were a healer in a previous lifetime, right? And, of course, back then they would say you were a witch and they would burn you at the stake or something like that, say it just happened to you. So when we do the regression or actually when I do the work on you to heal that aspect of your soul, because what happens when you have traumatic experiences, a piece of your soul gets broken off. It gets fragmented, and it stays at that traumatic experience. And that's what's in your emotional plane around you. Even something simpler as in a past life you were a little boy, and you hurt your knee, and you wanted to cry, and your parents said, little boys don't cry, and you sucked in that emotion, and you did not express it out, that unexpressed emotion will stay in your emotional field around you lifetime after lifetime until it is addressed. 
And so what happens as we address those moments in those in those lifetimes and we heal those moments, now I can call back that piece of your soul to return to you. And the more those pieces return to you, the more whole and in harmony you become. Right. Yes, I do agree. I agree with, with that. Um, uh, so what what really is your opinion mostly about others who may have, who claim that the memories are not actual memories, but maybe like social construction? Are like, they are like what? Um, you, right. Oh, what is your opinion about critics of past life regression who claim, <coughs> excuse me, who claim that the memories are not actual memories, but social construction? Are social? Yeah. From someone else? Yes, ma'am. They don't think that, you know, like you said, when people are doing past regression, they're going back in their past. They're remembering things that they may have mm-hmm. lost out. Mm-hmm. But some people don't some people don't believe that. They think this might be a little phony, you know. Well, you know what? Here's the wonderful thing about life, right? And it's everyone has freedom of choice in what they choose to believe. Now, what you choose to believe is your reality and does not make it actuality. And I'll tell you, the first time I had someone do a regression on me, I'm like, well, I still sort of feel awake. I don't even know, you know, what any of this is. I'm like, am I really seeing it or am I making it up? And it was when all of a sudden he had me go to the moment where I was transitioning out and I saw me laying in bed with my children around me and I could feel the sorrow of me leaving them because they were young and I could feel it. And I started to cry, and he said, you don't have to cry because, you know, you know that we all are one big family and blah, 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 right? And um, in that moment, all of a sudden, it shifted and opened something up, and literally the next thing I knew, he said, go now to, you're going to walk up to, to heaven. And I saw myself walking up these seven stairs, and I described the stairs out loud. And when I got up these stairs, He said, what do you see? And literally, I saw the Akashic Hall, this giant, giant, giant room. And the way I saw it, it was lined with rows and rows and rows, like big, beautiful mahogany wood filled with books and books and books and books. And he said, is there anyone there? And I said, no, I don't see anyone, but I feel. And... um, um, And so all of a sudden, I got the presence. I felt and saw, because when I said, he said, ask for your guide to come. And I'm like, okay. And so I said, come. And he said, what do you see? And this beautiful, amazing being appeared. And I could describe her to a T to this day. And he said, ask her her name. And it was so funny because (laughs) as I'm having this dialogue with this being that I'm looking at energetically, he who is doing this process, he said all of a sudden he saw this blue light 
flickering around my head. He has done thousands of past life regressions. He's actually well known. He said he got up. He walked over to me, and he was looking around because he could not believe what he was seeing with his eyes open, a blue light flashing around me. As this was one of my guides, and as she said her name, we were like, wow, amazing. And in that moment, I knew, well, this is real. You know, I went into it with doubt. I came out of it knowing this is absolutely real. And so for those skeptics, that's fine because everyone's entitled to their own belief. That does not mean it is the truth or the actuality. It means that is what you are choosing to receive and believe in this moment. And in this moment, that's okay because you're doing it with your limited understanding of what this is all about. And once you do enough research and once you expand and perhaps have your own experience, then you'll be able to base it on a a more of a truth and and that's just the reality of it. So it doesn't really bother me, someone believe it or not. It doesn't mean that it's not so. Right. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. It's almost just like someone saying, I don't believe in God. Don't mean that he doesn't exist. God doesn't exist. Exactly. It. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's um, none of my business, what you think or believe, right? I know the truth, and that's what I speak to. And, you know, that's what I share in my book. You can receive it or not. It's okay. But no, and everyone knows that there's something afoot going on right now on the earth. Everyone knows that there's something happening. I don't care where you are in your lack and scarcity or if you have abundance, right? Everyone knows that there is a shift underfoot. And that shift is bigger than you. And that shift is all about rising up, letting go of all the dysfunctionality that you've taken on lifetime after lifetime, and beginning to remember that we are all divine. We are all extensions of God, all here to experience in the physical for God. And the more that you can connect back into that, the more that you pray, the more that you meditate and you get quiet and you begin to do the work to peel away those layers, that belief that tell you you're less than, the more than you will know the truth. And that's what's afoot. Now, I know we're getting close to the end, almost, but I want to um, capture on Chapter Seven: The Lucid Dream, Dreaming. Oh, that's um, fun! Oh my, yes, yes. Well, <laughs> now I know you probably experienced this. So, what was it? Like? All the time, yes. <laughs> what was your first lucid dream like? Oh my goodness! So the first one, oh my, oh my, oh my, and this was when I was first again being reacquainted with all of us as an adult. So. You know, my husband and I, we would be up late watching television, and I remember we, would, I, we were in the living room, the television was on, and I started to fall asleep. And all of a sudden in my sleep state, I was still able to hear and what was going on with television. I was in a dream, and I was still very aware that my husband was getting up, that he went to the kitchen, that he came back, and I was aware of all three things going on at the same time. And so I was very lucid. And then, all of a sudden, in my dream state, I was able to rewind the dream. It's like, oh, I didn't like that outcome. I'm going to rewind it. And I started to rewind dreams. See, again, something that's very important 
to reprogramming your subconscious. It's rewinding it and having a different outcome. That's how you change what's going on cellularly within your body. And so that's when I realized that was my first experience of having this lucid dreaming. And then before I knew it, I was guided um, to wake up at a particular time that I share in my story, in my book, and I would wake up. I would actually hear a bell, you know, 4.13 in the morning, I would hear a bell, whether it was the doorbell or my cell phone. I would hear this energetic bell, and I knew to go to my safe place. So I would wake up, go to the bathroom, come back, lay down, and now I would be in this lucid state and it's a state in between realms. So you are consciously sleeping. You are sleeping awake and very aware of your thoughts, very aware of yourself, yet in this altered state. And that's what being lucid is about. And in that place, my teacher would come to me. I would go out. He would send me out. And I would see this big screen of something playing out for me in the screen. And when it was done, it would go black. And then I would be back in my place with my teacher. We would discuss it. And then I would leave that place and I would come back into this realm and be aware in in my bed. And so that's what was happening. And I thought this is extremely important that we understand. And now, now for me, Tanisha, I don't even sleep. I, my whole night is conscious. My whole night is conscious sleep. So I'm aware you know, that I'm laying there, I'm resting, I may go close, I close my eyes, and I may actually have three hours of REM and that type of sleep to regenerate and restore, and then I'm in the energy. I'm pulsing, I'm vibrating, I'm looking at colors, I'm in a state of prayer, and I'm beginning to move through the dimensions, right? We are multidimensional, and I'm traveling and moving. So it's just amazing. And so much fun. I have to say, it's the best thing. Um, I I love it. It sounds like I'm getting excited. Like that's amazing. You're you're in a dream of a dream like that. Is, that's and you're aware of it though. Right but now. you're aware of it. You're like awake watching it. Wow. That's what's the coolest part? Yes. That is that I mean, right. That just yeah. It sounds so unbelievable, but I do believe it because. In one way, when you really look at movies, if, if people actually watch a couple, sometimes they'll have the scenes in there where the person is actually doing the same thing. But I never had thought of it until now that you're telling me about it. That's what they've actually been just playing in some of these scenes. The lucid dreamer. Um, have you ever asked your lucid dreams for like specific information about the future? Not well. So you see. Wow, I'm shown all sorts of things, and yes, I have seen things about the future. Um, but yeah, and so here's what you're speaking to, which is really, really cool too. So before you go to sleep, right, you're, you're, and you have to understand that there are different brain waves. So right before you go to sleep, you're in theta, and theta is when you can reprogram your subconscious. So I see myself prosperous. I see myself healthy. These are those words you want to go ahead and say as you're going to sleep because in theta, your subconscious is open to suggestion. And now it will go to work because that's the job of the subconscious to go to work, right? It takes direction from your consciously and then it goes to work. And when it figures it out, it brings it back to you. So when you go into sleep, you're in theta right before you go into delta and all the other brain waves. 
Well, that's when you want to start to pre-program yourself. And so in this state, um, oh, my, so many things happen, and you can ask for clarity. If you have something that's not been resolved, then you ask for clarity, and your subconscious through this dream state will show you how to resolve it, will show you how to fix it. So you can have all those things happening. Now, do you want to see future events? Do you, yes, all of that, if you ask, right, before you go to sleep, all sorts of things will come to you. Um, in fact, it was so very interesting. I was shown... Literally, myself walking among the masses, healing, doing what I do, right, able to activate and clear and do all that. And, and I was shown my mom walking on the right side of me, and she was like my cheerleader, my support, and my husband was walking on the left side of me, and he was my guard, my grounder, my protector. Well, this was back in 2008 that I saw that. And guess what? What am I doing right now? I'm doing work. I'm clearing, calibrating, bringing in light bodies. I'm helping people to, you know, get healthier. All these things are happening. And what's going on? My mom, who will be 86 this December 31st, um, is my support. She's, you know, because she can see energy and feel energy. And so she is loving and supportive and knowing, dear, you're here to do what, you know, God has you doing. You're one of those anointed souls. And my husband grounds me, right? My husband is supportive. He goes out. He makes sure that, you know, I've been working from the home and doing this work now for a while, and it's wonderful. He's always been supportive as I went back to school and got my doctorate in metaphysics, as I sat and wrote my book and my story. He's been supportive every step of the way. There hasn't been a moment when he said, you need to go out and get a real life or you need to go and get a real job, and he's never done that. And he's always supportive. Even when I go out of town to do a workshop or something, he will come and be my assistant, and he has a job. He has a life. You know, He trains professional fighters for a living. So it's just beautiful that I was showing it that is. back, and, and here it is. We are living it out. So, yes, all of the guidance can come through all of these different processes that I share. Yeah, cool that, stuff. That is, that's, <laughs> that's wonderful just to have that mate, that, that soul purpose in your life. People, have you found that soulmate? If you have, they're out there. You just have to slow down, be patient, take time to get yourself together because God is going to send you that person. Just like the doctor here, you're going to find that one true who will respect you, honor you. Um, And as Albert Einstein said, the intuitive mind is a sacred gift and the rational mind is a faithful servant. We have created society that honors the service and has forgotten the gift. Dr. Edward. Edith coming back on. It was a pleasure to recap on all this and to even get more deeper into the book. Thank you. You know what? Absolutely a pleasure to be here. And again, the book, You're Not Crazy, You're Awakening. You can get it on Amazon. You can also come to my website and find it as well. My website, if I can give it out, www.dredvige.com. That's D R. For doctor, and then my name, E D W I G E dot com, com. I would love to speak with your guests, love to share and to help and to do sessions and all those things that you can find on my website. So, absolutely a pleasure to be here and thank you. You are so welcome. And the truth of the day for my 
dear friend Mary Ellen, is this. Give to others without any expectations of anything in return. Become inspired to lend your support to family and friends. See the burdens shared by others and give a helping hand through difficult times. This will strengthen the bonds between you and your loved ones. Always give your gestures in the spirit of love, expecting nothing in return. If you feel resentful because of a lack of appreciation from others, then do not do anything for them. In the first place, focus on letting every good deed be its own reward. This will inspire you to feel joyful about your actions. Today, make a positive difference in the world by giving to another without any expectation. Enjoy the day, everyone. God loves you, and so do I. Thanks for listening to The Bright Side with Technicia. If you like what you heard, tell your dad, mother, cousin, uncle, whomever. Be sure to check out the archive section at www.brightsidewithtk.com. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.